You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Take a 
to African Perspectives, where we review the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters, in the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say Ashe. We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, 
Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi, Hotel family. Hope everything is well for you today. Hope you're going to have a good weekend. This is African Liberation Weekend. That's right, African Liberation Weekend. And I hope you got a chance to... Uh, Partaking some of the uh, festivities that are going around uh, in your locale, in your city. And uh, if there ain't nothing happening, then you make something happen. Yeah. If ain't, ain't if there's no African Liberation Day, uh, um, you know, c- gathering, 
and it, I know it may be late, you know, but maybe just gather up a few of you folks and talk about how important it is. And then next time, let's plan this year for next year to make it big. Because I'm, I'm going to say to you, I'm, I, it is my desire and hope that we can make African Liberation Day, not Africa Day. We'll talk about that later. But African Liberation Day just as big. In fact, it should be bigger than anything that we do. And I'll explain later as well. You're listening to African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11, or 8 to 10 Pacific. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. In the drop-down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled and are pretty much updated, thanks to my good brother and friend, Brother Kwaku. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening. Once again, this program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. On Mondays from 8 to 9, Black Therapy Central with Dr. Kamal Kambon, his wife, Dr. Mawia Kambon, and their daughter, Nataki Kambon. And they're in Ghana. They're in Ghana. Okay. On Tuesdays from 8 to 10, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers on Tuesdays from 8 to 10. On Wednesdays, the Black Farmers Report from 8 to 9 on Wednesdays from the Black Farmers Report. If it's Friday. Oh, today is Friday. Oh, well, at 8 p.m. this evening, it's going to be time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard on Fridays. Saturday from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council. And then on Sunday, once again at 7 p.m., it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And of course, the number to call is 215 490-9832-215-490-9832. Ah, yes, that's right. We buy black. We buy black. The largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses is, guess what? We buy black. That's right. We buy black. It's the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses. And so you can get everything that you need from American African-owned businesses from webuyblack.com. And they have all kinds of things that are produced by us. Brothers, check it out. I'll be asking you to do this all the time, and I'm going to continue to do it until you do it. <laughs> all right, Africa for the Africans. Brother Mwani Tayemba, he is in Ghana as we speak. He's been there since uh, the 24th. He'll be there until the June 5th okay he'll be there till June 5th then when he comes back we'll talk with him and then uh, although I'll be gone for a while because I'm leaving next Friday and then I won't be back until the 11th so but the next trip for brother Bamani Tahimba for Africa for the Africans is Tanzania November 17th through the 28th and then Ghana December 24th to January 5th, 2023. And that's an increase of two thousand uh, of two hundred dollars from thirty eight hundred to four thousand dollars. And then uh Senegal and Gambia, March thirty first to April tenth. Senegal and Gambia. I talked to Sister Shanice. She's in she's in Gambia. And uh, we're gonna be doing I'm doing her program uh next week. That's right. Next week, after when I when I go to New Orleans, in fact, I'll be in New Orleans, and uh, I gotta get up at five in the morning. You know, the 
time difference. And I'll be doing her program. And hopefully one day she'll, she'll be doing my program. And Sister Shanice is beautiful, man. She's a great sister and very conscious. So I look forward to our conversation on her program. I'll let you know more about it detailed. So and it, once again, Senegal and Gambia, March 31st to April 10th. I hope my brother is still going, brother. Irving Lewis, brother Irv Lewis is still going to Senegal and Gambia. Him and his, him and his beautiful sister. Hope they're still going. And then um, May twenty fourth to June fifth, Ghana, twenty twenty three. That's twenty twenty three, y'all. And March thirty first to April tenth to Senegal and Gambia, twenty twenty three. But the cost is still the same at thirty eight hundred. The cost to Ghana, uh, May twenty fourth to June fifth, twenty twenty three is. $200 more than $4,000. Interesting. Liberia, July 20th through the 29th, 2023 is $3,800. And then also $3,800 is Tanzania. The same, almost the same dates. November 16th through the 27th of 2023 in Tanzania. And then December 24th to January 4th. December 24th to January 4th, 2024. $4,000 South Africa. Brothers, go to Africa for the Africans on the website. You'll be, it's everything that you need that for you could to take this trip of a lifetime. You don't have to go with Brother Bamani. You may, I mean, when I went the last time, I, you know, went to the website, got all the paperwork I needed, shots and stuff that I needed, everything that I needed, and, and visa, and there I go. And you can do the same. Brothers and sisters, if you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to Facebook dot com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani twenty oh seven. Africa for the Africans dot org. Habashaw. Habashaw Incorporated. Habashaw stands for helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. Habashaw. Man, they're doing the work, brothers. They deserve to be supported. Habashaw works program with the vegetation. I mean, you know, when you see somebody doing the work, man. You, and I, I know you ain't doing the work. <laughs> Support them. <laughs> Black to our roots, sustainable seeds, golden growers, and urban green jobs. And, of course, the Kashi Project in Ghana. They will have a Kashi International launch in Ghana, October 8th through the 17th. Get the information. Go to HabashawIncorporated.org and get the information, okay, for the Kashi launch. October 8th to the 17th, you can be there in Ghana, West Africa. The beautiful chalets they have on the property. I mean, it's all laid out. It's going to be beautiful. All right? There you go. The LEDGE program. LEDGE stands for Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. The LEDGE program. Brothers and sisters, they are doing great work in the four areas of human existence. The necessities for human existence, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 projects on six, in six different countries. Over 170 employed, over 260 members. You should come up, become a member of the Ledge Group because membership has privileges. And because you become a member, you can buy land for $250 an acre. But $1,000, we got four acres of land in Tanzania. Great land, arid land. It ain't no damn desert. You know, you might, in fact, you might have Kilimanjaro has a backdrop. I mean, I don't know. 
you know, part of the Serengeti's there. I mean, it's gonna be, it is gonna be great. So, the Ledge Group, Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Abibiatumi, A B I D I T U M I, Abibiatumi.com. Go to Abibiatumi.com, brothers and sisters, and make it a favorite. Abibiatumi.com, A B I B I T U M I.com. Smy, Smy Pharmacy, Brother Jabril, contact Brother Jabril at 2 at 371, excuse me, 371-32629. That's 731-731-327-6229. Smy Pharmacy. If you want to contact them through email, you can contact Brother Jabril at Smy Pharmacy. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. Smy Pharmacy. Zegmec Medicine Awakening in uh, Imhotep Pharmacy. That's Smy. Zegmec Medicine Awakens Imhotep Pharmacy. That's what Smy stands for. We're a very small fruit farm, and um, they take care of this stuff. They're, they're right in here in Fairburn. Georgia, specializing in farm-grown and handcrafted teas, culinary herbs, bulk herbs, herbal remedies, and body care products. Segment is a form of ancient comedic healing. Segment has developed over the centuries and was taught as part of a spiritual practices in the temples of ancient Kemet. That's right. So, check them out. Smy Pharmacy. Okay. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. You know, it's that weekend. Wadada's is always packed on the weekends. Brothers and sisters, go there. They have all kinds of stuff. They have all kinds of stuff right there. Right there on Ralph David Abernathy in the west end of Atlanta. Okay, fruit fruit drinks, smoothies. Uh, They have uh, vegan food tomorrow and Sunday. You can buy a vegan dish uh, right across the street from Soul Vegetarian up the street from the Shrine of Black Madonnas. And give them a call at 404. 444-1635, 404-444-1635, 444-1635, 444-1635, Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. The Meddu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Contact Mama Nia if you're looking for a book. I'm quite sure she may have it, but if she doesn't, she'll get it for you. Stop in. She has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, t-shirts, figurines, you know it, she got it. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. 404-346-3263. That's 404-346-3263. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia. I got to write that brother's number on here. This is a different number. But uh, they're having a function this weekend at the Black Dot. And I tried to find that information. Could not find it. But I tell you what. If I can find it later on the break, I will find it and, and announce it. Okay? Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lathonia. Okay? And, of course, that's east of Atlanta off of I-20. Also east of Atlanta off of I-20 is the new Black Wall Street Market located in the Stonecrest area. And that's the next exit east of uh, the Lithonia exit for the Black Dot. And... uh doing great things there my boy Sarge Sajafo uh, he has this jewelry and he has sold jewelry to 
you know, many people, athletes, entertainers, actors, and so forth, actresses, and artwork. Um, he has a store there with his artwork, and he has a booth with his jewelry. You know, he said, he said he's doing okay. Well, I know he's in it. Well, I think he's back from New Orleans. I think the New Orleans Jazz Festival was last week. And that's always been something that he's always gone to. But one of the places that you can check out is Afroletics. That's right, the African-centered athletic wear, you know, with the Dogon Starseed, the Moors, the Omex, the Rebels, the Zulus, the Herus. Yeah. Man, it's great stuff. Check him out. He has a store there as well. That's at the new Black Wall Street Market. And if you exit 75 at Turner Hill Road, make a right, uh, three lights, make a right, and you're right there. It's on the left. If you go past um, the third light and you see um, Popeye's on the left, you passed it. Okay, you got to go back around. (laughs) All right. Us lifting us. The Economic Development Cooperative for Our People, Us Lifting Us. And they had a Thursday night broadcast last night, every Thursday night, last night from 9 to 10 on Blog Talk Radio. Go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Us Lifting Us. The number to call is 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. It's Us Lifting Us, the Economic Development Cooperative for Our People. Homeland Village in Macon, Georgia. Check out my brother, Brother Abija, at the Homeland Village. I mean, he has everything in that store, man. He's got it packed. He's got furniture. He's got clothing. He's got uh, he's got a vegan restaurant in there, man. He's got everything up in there. He's got CDs, DVDs, oils, incense. Man, check him out. Give him a call at 478-256-1166-4. 2561166 that's Homeland Village Cultural Gift Shop in Macon Georgia 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon Georgia check them out um make this quick announcement uh on Fridays disaster awareness for community preparedness uh this evening from 4 to 6 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio you can call to listen or give questions comments or concerns at Five six three nine 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 three zero eight nine. That's five six three nine 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 three zero eight nine. For my good brother Yosef Muhammad, I'll be seeing brother Yosef Muhammad. We'll be in New Orleans together next week. Yep, I look forward to it. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop, located forty-one forty Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia, inside the International Discount Mall, booth two twenty-five. Brothers and sisters, Sun Goddess Sense is your one-stop natural shop for all kinds of things, you know, oils for your beard and, you know, um, all kinds of got novelty things and red, black, and green. Give my good sister Shelly Amon set a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. One Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay Dash Haiti, Sister Gabrielle, really in a great work that she's doing in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti. Go to Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. And, uh, and you see the children there, beautiful children. You know, they deal in education, health care, 
sustainable agriculture and entrepreneurship. They deserve to be supported family. So please give them some support. Help them out. Okay. All right. Occupant in the house, Occupant Institute, brothers and sisters, I can't say it enough about how um, much I appreciate and love the Barudis, Inayai, and, and uh, Baba Baruti for the, the great work that they're doing. And uh, I tell you, it's fantastic. Tomorrow, Saturday, the 28th, which is, of course, um, African Liberation Weekend, Baba Baruti will be doing a lecture on um, his book identity an identity seminar lecture and book signing going to be saturday may 28th from 7 p.m to 10 p.m from 7 p.m to 10 p.m tomorrow evening at the black dot cultural center and bookstore located at 6984 main street in lithonia 770-305-6373 i'm gonna put that number down so i can quote that number seven because he had an old number here was 404 so it's 770-305-6373 and uh, check out what they're going to be doing tomorrow. Also, two brothers and sisters, you can support uh, the Barudis in their effort to educate our young warriors. Make a check or money order out to Occupant Institute, P.O. Box 10786, Atlanta, Georgia 30310. But if you want to use PayPal, just go yabaruti at yahoo.com. If you want to use Cash App, the dollar sign, yah, Y-A-A, the letter M Baruti. Okay. And you can make your donations uh, monthly or just one time. Whatever you do, it all would, will be greatly appreciated. No doubt. And of course, he's a prolific writer. So if you want to check out some of the books Baba Baruti has, go to akabinhouse.com. Akabinhouse.com. Okay. And check out some of the books that Baba Baruti has um, been writing. I mean, he's a prolific dude. <laughs> I'd be like, you know, how can this, you know, all that he does, when does he find time to sleep? Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes somebody say, hey, there is no time to sleep. You got to, you just got to do it. You just got to do it. <laughs> you know, you just got to do it. Whatever time that is, get up and do it. <laughs> get up and do it. Yeah. May 26th, the Inye Sesim of Daily Revolutionary Thought. May 26th, all history has shown that this government will bring its police and military powers to bear on any group which truly seeks to free African people. Any African freedom organization which ignores self-defense does so at its own peril. Sandiala Kole. Brothers and sisters, Sandiata Kole finally has been freed after 50 years as a political prisoner. Brother Sandiata Kole. We know that in Yoruba's reality, we will always be outnumbered and outgunned. And that's here in the United States and probably elsewhere too. I mean, there are more of us than them, but considering the hold that they have on the minds of our people, it's a true statement. But this is no reason whatsoever to accept defeat. It is a reason to accept is a, it is a reason to act wisely and not allow ourselves or our organizations to be exposed. If we have read history, we know that it is a reason 
to remain below the radar because history tells us that every individual group organization which Uruga was able to see was systematically co-opted, nullified, or destroyed. History is supposed to teach us to know what cometh and to not continue making the same mistakes over and over again. So we have to overcome the need to be seen, heard, or applauded for work that we do for African people. Yes, we must organize, organize, organize. But we must do it, in, in, and we must do it way, way, way beneath the radar, deep, 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 deep undercover. We must build our radar better than we build it above. Al- along with this, know that when dealing with our adversaries, a mass of deception is appropriate. You do not offer truthful information to enemies. You do not be dismayed or hampered by those of us who should not be enemies, but do not realize the influence of their own treacherous, treacherous and mental tendencies. In a society of liars, in a reality where everyone is kept in check against critiquing others by their personal histories of lies, a truthful person is hated. Only speak truth to those with the capacity to respect it for what it is. Ashe. Affirm. I operate within organizations who have a functional, active self-defense program far beneath the radar. Affirm. I operate within organizations who have a functional, activated self-defense program far beneath the radar. May 27th. To we as African men in the seat of power, respected, feared, hated, and revered, our young men will never rise for the reasons they will never look up. Bishop Henry McNeil Turner. I love Bishop Henry McNeil Turner. I love his quote. God is black. He's got to be black because if God is a white man, there is no hope. Remember that family. I know you Christians in your mind, you say, you know, and and you may even have maybe in your church pictures of Jesus being looking African. (laughs) But the damage was already done, family. They put that white Jesus in your mind. It is there. You can paint it black all you want, but it is there and you know it. If there's nothing to see, people tend to not look up. So there has to be a precedence here and now. Wherever our Jagnock, that's Jagna, that's those who people who give information, those men and women who are willing to work with our young people, call them Jagnas, plural Jagnocks, you know, and of course the Asafo, those are the young men and women who are in training, who are being uh, upcoming warriors. So wherever our Jagnock are, for Asafo one, <clears throat> to fulfill their warrior's mission. For Asafo want to fulfill their warrior's mission. It's time for gathering the old men and women. Our elders must set an example of warriorhood in the tradition of the ageless warrior. It's time for the vanguard of elders willing to risk their fixed income and ignore the aches and pains to clear a revolutionary path 
by a practical example. Man, this is to me. This is this is just great because whatever I'm could do, I'm willing to do to help our people, to help young people. Acts of liberation can only be taught through demonstration. What is there to lose but one's ancestral ship? This is not a call for our elders to become anarchists. That is a European disposition. Chaos for the sake of chaos. Destruction for the sake of destruction. Destruction and chaos simply for their own sake is counterproductive. When in the end, the old European order is simply replaced with a new European order. This is not what we are after. And European culture cannot be changed in anything African. We have to see that. Historically, anarchy is a European strategy where the frustrated dispossessed seek to undermine the stability and security of their own empowered brothers so they can replace them by appropriating that privilege. Anarchy is only an effective nation-building tool if used in the context of a conscious vision. Affirm, I exude power, rightfully respected, feared, and hated. Affirm, I exude power, rightfully respected, feared, and hated. May 28th. Revolution is not a gig for crybabies. Nanakantu. Brother Dale Williams. Brother Dale Williams. Nanakantu. What we are now witnessing in a cultural and social degeneration through multiple generations of progressive spoilage. We have spoiled these kids. Believe me, we have. There have been misguided spoilage in our community before, but this is new. It is a selfish, heathenistic, willful, and arrogant form of spoilage which comes with no sense of benevolence, humanistic responsibility to others whatsoever unless some form of reward is offered. Those affected, those afflicted, in this way, have no desire to work or accomplish anything of worth except, except possibly when it affords the opportunity to gain more individualistic things and satisfy a need for attention. Africans victimized in this way have no respect for others except for those with the will and means to punish them when disrespected. Those who reward them with, without this capacity are taken for granted and dismissed accordingly. With this new form of spoilage, our community's potential to defend itself from external assault and internal discourse have become even more difficult. Unknown to most of us, it is not our children's fault. They did not raise themselves. However, we know that there are those who know what they are doing. We have people who hide their pale insecurities and insanities behind the mask of an African center and those who claim to be warriors but who refuse to do the hard work of relinquishing their highly individualistic European imperatives when rearing our children do more damage to our movement than Negroes, lost souls, or even Europeans. Affirm, by example, I do not rear crybabies. Affirm, by example, I do not rear crybabies. Brothers and sisters, the wisdom of the Inye Sesim of daily revolutionary thought. 
I tell you, man, it's just, you know, when I read that family, and I hope you get it on your end, uh, it's powerful. It's on point. And many times, many times that I have, uh, you know, had a topic in, in the Inye Sesim for that day was on point. Was hitting that topic. That's the ancestors, brothers and sisters. That's the ancestors. You know? Yeah, that's the ancestors. So, yeah. Yeah, Baba Baruti's doing his thing tomorrow. And of course, um, we have a number of things happening tomorrow. Uh, it is uh, African Liberation Day. And so Brother brother Tut sent me the, and I have it, um, the Atlanta African Liberation, the Atlanta African Liberation Day Coalition. <laughs> yes, sir. And these are some of the organizations involved, ASCAC, uh, Universe, the UNIA, uh, African, all African People's Revolutionary Party. Uh, this is one I can't read because I widen it out. The letters don't have, you know, World African Diaspora Union, the World Wadu, World African Diaspora Union. Uh, preparing for a leap forward to worldwide Pan-African unity. That's what we need to do. Prepare for a leap forward to worldwide African unity. I'm saying, I, I can't say it any more clear. If I need to slow down or whatever, African Liberation Day is something that we as African people must acknowledge. Now, I don't want to talk about, you know, and I got African Liberation Day here from the Pan-African um, Federation Movement, but I also got Africa Day, you know. I also got Africa Day. And and Africa Day 2020 celebration, the Pan-African Federalist Movement and the urgency of political unification of global Africa. My contention is, and, and I love uh, Pan-African Federalist Movement because I'm a member of it. I, I support it, you know. But um, we should just scrap. I'm serious. You know, Africa Day. You know, and I know the United African States and uh, and what we're trying to do, but the Pan-African Fellows Movement should not support Africa Day. I'm just being real. The only day we should support is African Liberation Day. That came out of the AU. And of course, the AU was compromised and co-opted. Okay. This is this what this what reminds me of, you know, I don't want you saying anything subversive. I don't want you saying anything of, of resistance, anything that see, because I'm controlling this. Me, the European, the Caucasian, you Rugu. I'm controlling this. I don't want you saying anything like that. So Africa Day is a nice little thing, okay? Do that. Say Africa Day. Not African liberation. Not African struggle. No. Just Africa Day. That's some bull. Many of us have fallen for it. 
It's just like when I was in school. Since I'm old, I was in school in the 60s, in the 50s. In primary school in the 50s, when you begin to learn about something, I, the, the the only person I learned about because we 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 walked off for for our history uh, back when I was in high school in the 60s, but in the late 50s into the early 60s, you learn about two people, Booker T. Washington and Frederick and uh, George Washington Carver, Booker T. Washington and George Washington. In fact, you you weren't told that George Washington Carver. <laughs> was kidnapped and was castrated you can go to YouTube and you can hear George Washington Carver's voice you can look at the kind of man he's a handsome strong looking man even as, a, even as he got older but you can hear his voice he was castrated so you didn't get nobody who resisted. You you weren't going to learn about Harriet Tubman and the Underground Railroad and what she did. You weren't going to learn about that. You weren't going to learn about Frederick Douglass kicking the cracker's ass and then leaving Maryland, going straight up to Massachusetts. You weren't going to learn about that. You weren't going to learn about anybody. And you shown in hell wasn't going to learn about Nat Turner. They weren't going to say a damn thing to you about Nat Turner. You know, I was fortunate. I didn't learn anything in high school. At the time like I said, in school, we, we uh, walked out citywide for black studies in 60, I think that was 68. And, um, might have been 68, I don't know, whatever. But, no, you weren't going to learn about that. But I worked in a program, and I always want to thank my sister, because, you know, she, <laughs> she's beautiful. And, she had a program called Learn Power, along with Reverend Ed Bridges, and um, we had some of her friends and myself and young students who work with kids in that community. You know, yeah, Virginia Grant, Virginia Grant Stamper. She married Russ Stamper, Judge Russ Stamper, another good man. And if and his son is the older person, Russell Jr., his older person, he played football for me. Yeah, he played football for me. And um, they taught me the Black National Anthem. Many people in our history, Marcus Garvey, particularly, that I try to under try to understand. Many of the people who invented things. Lewis Latimer, Elijah McCoy, you know. And in turn, I was to teach these to these little kids in the neighborhood. You know, that was an awakening for me. That was a beautiful thing in the 60s. That was my awakening. If I hadn't got that, I, I don't know. 
but it made me feel strong. It made me feel good about who we are. And it made me also to, you know, gravitate to Malcolm even more. I said the other day, you know, I'm, you know, February 21st, 1965, I'm riding in the car with my auntie from Chicago and my mother and I hear on the radio that he had been assassinated in the Autobahn ballroom in New York it didn't affect me of course at that time I, you know but it was something I, I you know I wanted to pay attention to I didn't know about the relationship between El, El Hajj Malik El Shabazz or Malik El Shabazz and and Muhammad Ali. I didn't know about that. I hope you had a chance to see the doc, uh, not the documentary, the docudrama. Uh, one night in in Miami, I think it's called. The night that he uh, defeated Sonny Liston. You have Sam Cooke. You have Malcolm. You have Muhammad Ali and Jim Brown. Four strong entities. You know, check it out. So I, I didn't know. All I knew is I love Muhammad Ali. I love Muhammad Ali when he was coming up as Cassius Clay. When he's braggadocious. Talking about, yeah, he got, he tried to start some jive, so I had to take him out in five, you know, stuff like that. I'm telling you, man. Ali was the bomb. His poems, Ali was the bomb, you know. And then, of course, um, the big fight between him and Joe Frazier, I wish that Ali would have not played so damn much and wasted rounds. And then of course he got smacked with that left hook, that vicious left hook in round 14. Or was it 15? Whatever round it was, it was it was detrimental. And he lost that fight and wound up beating George, Joe Frazier in the comebacks. And of course, the thriller in Manila. The thrill in the Manila. Man. You know. But I loved Ali. I loved him even more when he became a member of the Nation of Islam because he started telling Caucasians what time it was. Unafraid. Just strong. You my opposer when I want freedom. You my opposer. Yeah. Love Muhammad Ali, and I love the influence of Malik El Shabazz on Muhammad Ali. I don't know when I'm going to do this, but uh, I, I, when I get back from uh, Nolens, Nolens, I'm going to contact my good brother Muhammad Abdullah, and he has some people. We were talking about it while I was in Milwaukee, but unfortunately, it didn't work. You know, you know. I know Dr. Rogers uses it on his program because on Saturdays that's what he does. But somehow it didn't work. But uh, I'm going to have Muhammad Abdullah and the two brothers from Indiana. And we're going to talk about the assassination of Malik El Shabazz. You know, and I know we've talked about it before. The documentary, if you haven't seen it, uh, it's on Netflix. And uh, Who Killed Malcolm X? So if you have Netflix, check it out. The brother does an outstanding job with the documentary. And what's deep is it, they knew, the people in the Newark mosque, they knew. They knew this man. This man came up. He was there. 
in the front row with a trench coat on with a with a shotgun hidden in his coat and when the signal get out of my pocket and the smoke bomb went down he stepped to the rostrum or the podium but Malcolm was right there and they said it seemed like Malcolm just had froze and the dude just blew him away with a shotgun at close range just blew him away put the gun back in his coat and walked out and you see him walking in front of somebody who was filming the arrest of one of the people and then of course the the sad commentary is two brothers who spent all that time in prison for nothing for a crime they did not commit and they were not let me say this they were not supported by the nation of Islam they allowed those two men to languish in prison. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that, and I'm quite sure there's a lot of more. There's a lot of more. There's a lot more information. We're going to talk about that, you know. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this Africa Day thing, I tell you, you know, when there's confusion, family, when there's confusion, I, I look at external problems for confusion. Because if there's an internal issue, we can solve that to end the confusion. But if there's somebody outside of us that is manipulating us and causing the confusion, the AU it's co-opted by these Europeans. The AU out of Addis Ababa is not as strong as it should be. The AU should, at this very moment, call for, let's kick all these crackers out of here. Let's rewrite and uh, redraw these boundaries. Let us control our resources, control our land. Let us, instead of consistently begging, they're, they're not 50 something autonomous sovereign countries on the continent. They're 50 something messed up governments played on the people. There's 50 some so called heads of state getting rich while they're, I mean, when you look at Nigeria, I just seen a thing on billionaires, billionaires, and you look at the country of Nigeria. It could be like Saudi Arabia. Now, granted, there's many, many more people in Nigeria than in Saudi Arabia. They had to, in Saudi Arabia, they had to import people to do work because they're so damn rich. So they bring in Filipinos. Maybe some other people too might be some people. But I mean, everybody in the, on, on, on the peninsula, Yemen, even though they have conflict there, uh, guitar all of those they have you know wealth serious wealth unspeakable wealth <laughs> but Nigeria has wealth Nigeria has resources but it's in the hand of a few there should not be any God there shouldn't be any billionaires one individual in his family that has so much money to the detriment of so many people who are in abject poverty who live listen listen family who literally live in a dump they live in a damn dump 
smelling amongst filth and squalor, smelling that stuff every day. Yeah, I think I need to take a break, don't you? <laughs> I'm going to do that, family. But a lot of times you, you deal with these issues, and if you can't be passionate about it, then maybe you're just too cool. I don't know. Uh, you know, I like to consider myself being cool, but I'm sincere about this issue. I'm sincere about African people. I'm sincere about what is ha what's happening to us. I believe wholeheartedly that we can solve our own problems. And the only way to do that is f through functional unity. So I believe that those billionaires saying to other Africans, let's pull resources. I got this amount of money to put in this to make these fundamental changes, the environmental changes, to do whatever is necessary to raise the level of, of, our, of, of our living through development through you know roads highways church church churches oh damn churches you know that's the problem hospitals i meant to say hospitals and schools oh, damn churches yeah. well you know church is chicken either <laughs> brothers and sisters i'm gonna take a break i must but I'm going to come back talk further about the African, Liberday, African Liberation Day weekend, African Liberation Weekend, and um, things that are happening that you can take advantage of wherever you are. I know Heal the Hood in Milwaukee's happening this weekend. And so um, find out exactly where the Heal the Hood is, let you know. And um, so... Yesterday was Miles' birthday. Some of you might have seen the movie Miles Ahead. Yeah. That was great, wasn't it? Don Cheadle is a great actor, man. And of course, the sister who was a uh, beautiful sister, she was playing his, uh, I think it's second wife or third wife, or second, second wife, I believe. Sister Taylor, the dancer. And he was very abusive to her, man. Well, Miles is on all kind of stuff. You know, heroin and alcohol and cigarettes, man. That's deep that somebody can play that, play a horn and be smoking like that. Man, you know, I don't even smoke weed no more, man, because my lungs have been compromised. I can't, I can't smoke nothing, man, and I won't. I'm not going to smoke a joint. And next thing I know, I'm in respiratory arrest. Shit, I want to live. So I got a little air thing here. My daughter helped me get just in case. So I no, I'm not messing around with nothing, brothers and sisters. That's me. I'm not saying what you should do, but uh, I would hope that uh, you would take care of yourself because this situation that we're in is not a sprint; it's a marathon, and. And this struggle is protracted. And so I want to be here and I want to be able to do whatever I could do. Just like the, the Inye Saysim I just read. We as elders, we have to step up. We have to come together and, and be just like um, uh, Brother Tut called me up and, and, and asked for um, Baba Kelsey. Baba Moriba Kelsey is 96, I believe, years old. Sharp as a tack. And, and he wants him to be 
at the function and, and, and Bubba Kelsey said he has another function uh, he'll, as one of his granddaughters has a recital but he's going to try to be there tomorrow um, at the uh, African Liberation Day you know at the church you know Reverend Slaughter's church you know and uh, but that's that's the point we you know because I'm an elder I'm not out to pasture I still have work to do and we should have work to do to the day we do expire. That's why when I ask permission to speak and I see people in the audience, sometimes if I'm the youngest, excuse me, if I'm the oldest, I won't ask nobody for permission to speak. But if I recognize somebody who has been doing good work from time that I can remember to time at this moment, I'll ask him. He can be, he can be a contemporary. He might even be, uh, she might even be younger than me. But I recognize their work and I respect them. You know? So before I pour the libation, I'll ask, it is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak. Do I have permission to speak? And be like, Teju, no. <laughs> Man, I love Teju. And I'm going to give you credit, Teju. I'm going to always give you credit, brother. Because <laughs> I love you. And yeah, some of you, I'm going to try to get Teju on the program. Teju is, man, multi, man, he's multi talented. Just a, a dynamic man, dynamic brother. So I'm going to get him on the program. Yeah. So I'm going to play Miles. Miles Dewey Davis the third, born in 1926, the same year my mother was born. And he died in 91 at 65 years old. You know, his 1959 album kind of blew. It's went five times platinum, man. In 2019, it's just one of the best albums. Sold over five million copies. You know, so we're gonna play "On Green Dolphin Street" on Miles Davis. Some kind of blue.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the mind. On the Motherland Media Network, on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. On Green Dolphin Street, from Kind of Blue album, which was a very famous album for Miles. They'd say one of the top albums, selling albums. On tenor saxophone, John Coltrane. On alto saxophone, my uh, first brother-in-law. Brother Andre Broadnex, his favorite saxophone player, Cannonball Adderley. There were two pianists. One was Bill Evans, and the other one was Wynton Kelly. On bass, Paul Chambers. On drums, Jimmy Cobb. And of course, on trumpet, Miles Davis. On Green Dolphin Street, that was made in 1959. Yeah. Check them out for yourself on Green Dolphin Street. Ah, man. Let me see what this is. We got a caller here. 347, 347. Good afternoon. Hey, Odios, man. What's happening, brother? How you doing, Jay? How are you, man? How's it going? Good, man. Let me ask you this, man. How could you have liberation and freedom in a place that is used to oppress and stranglehold your mind and mystery and bullshit? Yeah. Well, see, that's why, (laughs) CJ, right, and and that's why I'm saying damn that Africa Day bull, you know, stated, what is it that we want? We want liberation. We want self-determination. We want sovereignty. We want it. Yes, I understand, and I'm not naive. There's a majority of our people who don't, who have been so totally brainwashed by this system, who believe that somehow our suffering is redemptive in some way and somehow Caucasians will feel for us and allow us to be a part and parcel of this bull, of this madness, of this insanity. Black ain't got no sympathy for you about nothing. Uh, nothing. I mean, you know, it's like I always say, Democrats are just the one when they buck break you and lose, lose. That's all. The Republicans are the prime example of the white man at its finest. Yeah. They just show you what our ancestors face on a daily basis at the hands of them sick bastards, man. Yeah. I have no sympathy or compassion for no one other than my ancestors and what they went through here in this hellhole. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing how this thing we call a Negro has no understanding whatsoever Ever of the type of brutality that African people face during our enslavement at the hands of that beast. We have no we have no real visualization of what was done to our family. 
have no have no absolutely clue. If you if 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 you were to sit down ten Negroes in a row and ask them to articulate what they thought happened to our brothers and sisters, it would absolutely effing shock you some of the total dumb shit they would say to you. I've been in rooms where cats have had the nerve to say, well, it wasn't that bad. We had a place to sleep, food to eat, and and, 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 and some forms of loving kindness. I wanted to get up and smack this shit out of them. I really did, but I knew I wanted to wind up, but, you know, right. jealous exactly. like that. It exactly. wasn't, it, it wasn't, it, it's it not, it's it. not worth it. But really, I mean, yeah. it would absolutely amaze you how anytime you got somebody, a black female, male less a black male, I expect it from a black female, I'm sorry to say it, but I just expect it. Yeah. When those brothers and sisters got killed in the church by that no good filthy slime, Dylan Roof, to immediately ask for forgiveness, bullshit. Ask for forgiveness. I mean, that made me more mad yeah. than Dylan Roof killing them. Yeah, it's the same thing with Geiger. It's the same thing with it's the same thing with the Geiger situation when the brother in Dallas when he was killed. You know, yeah. his brother come asking for yeah. the the, uh, the Caucasian female police officers uh, and giving her the hand or extending. I'm giving her a goddamn hug. Yeah. I'd have choked this shit out of her <laughs> like to put a South African burning necktie <laughs> on her. That's what, I, that's what I envision. That's what I dream about. But, I mean, it's just, you know, how do you justify in your mind the forgiveness of someone hurting someone you love because somebody done gave you this mystery nonsense about this is what God would want you to do. Talking about Jesus is going to come down and save you. I mean, with all the hell that we have been through in right. this country, don't you think his ass would have been down there to save us already? Yeah. Don't you think he wanted to put a shield to protect them 19 Baba Louis that were killed? Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we sometimes live in, a, in just a, the bliss of stupidity, thinking that there's some sense of fairness. I mean, man, it's, 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 it's crazy, V. I mean... I'm like at the point, man, where, hey, what could you do, man? You just you just have to shake your head at these Negroes. Because these Negroes, oh, shit, are all absolutely truth are insane. Yeah. They're really insane. They justify being mistreated, abused, as though it's all right because there's supposedly some higher power above that's going to make it all right. <laughs> and you know, the funny thing is, I think they got a couple of spiritual songs talking about Jesus going to make it all right. Yeah, yeah. As yet, yeah I'm quite sure they do. As yet, 
Uh, I'm quite sure they do. You know, and of course they can. They can always find ways to rationalize why it didn't happen. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So. But we are we supposed to be so accepted of the brutality that we face at the hands of these people, as though it's it it it, it should be seen as a commonplace thing. As as yeah. as though it's their right to brutalize us, as though it's their right to do the evil, because it's all it is is evil. Yeah. Let's call the spade what the spade yeah. is. It's absolute evil what they're doing. It's a, a, a lot of the times, if the truth be told, there's no reason for it. Just, just I mean, what is the justification and the reasoning? For a eighteen year old, you understand what I'm saying? To go out there and get two automatic rifles and go and kill and go and kill people for what reason? Eighteen years old, all I was thinking about was some nookie. I wasn't thinking about killing nobody. I care less about because I was trying to hook up with the girl next door. Or this sister here, or this sister there. I mean, come on, man. For you to be that that what was in your mind that you would want to turn eighteen years old and purchase artillery, and then on top of that, this is the thing that really gets me. I'm just gonna call it as I see it. You gonna get all of that and kill your own instead of going killing that which oppresses you. Well, a lot of times they do kill those that are closer to them. But you know, you know, you know what I mean. This yeah. is your, this I was his neighborhood. That was his hood. That's where he grew up at. That's yeah, him. That's what he's familiar. This is supposedly your brethren. Yeah. And you gonna go and kill your brethren? But you, I mean, it's just like some, I live in Harlem, right? Well, some are more daring. You look at look at the Caucasian that left where his where he was from. I, I'm quite sure, pretty much predominantly Caucasian yeah, when, to and, go and to Buffalo, him, New York. Try thirty. Yeah, it's like it's like where I live at. I live in Harlem, right? So, a couple of blocks once you get past Harlem is where white folks are, right? Man, do you know? You would think that the brothers would go and rob the white folks. Man, get out of here! These punks, no, these punks no, will never go down there to rob no, white folks. No. They stay right up here and destroy their own, right? They own because that's what you're familiar with. Community or whatever, which exactly. they don't own, and and so because go and deal with the oppressor. And because by if they did that, the penalty for them would be more severe. Hey, hey! I mean, you know, it what's and it and what's you know. What's so tragic, man, and I guess grief is real, is how that teacher, man, you know, her husband went and laid some roses on her desk, on the on a, on a memorial, came back home and died of a massive heart attack. But now, one one would understand, man, I guess this guy said, I've been loving this woman for 24 years. We got four kids. This is my sweetheart. This is my world. This is my everything. And she not here no more. I mean, I, I guess I can understand in a sense why 
you know what happened to him happened to him, man. Now, that right there is what tragedy is in a sense. No doubt. But, I mean, it's it's like we we just so oblivious to the fact that we never want to hurt our, pre- our, our oppressor because we train so well, but we want to hurt each other. Mm-hmm. It's like, why rob me when I ain't got sugar honey iced tea instead of go robbing that cracker who got something? Yeah. Why? Because you scared of him, but you're not scared of your brother. You understand? You don't no, love you your know, brother. No, you hate your brother. You've been trained to hate you your hate brother. You hate your brother. You hate him. That's why I'm a firm you... believer in putting them to death if I have to. You know? You, and the I, mean, fact I that... never want to kill my own. I never would want to kill my own. But believe me, I wouldn't have no problems with the drop of a dime if I had to. Because the simple fact is, why hurt me? Go ahead hurt the one that placed you in this situation right. when you can't. It's like... I never understood, and I don't understand in a sense, and in a sense I do understand, why people just don't deal with these individuals who do the the dirty, dastardly things that they do. I mean, why, why there ain't right. never been a creation of a drop squad? <laughs> Masad, but Israel got it. Israel got it. Oh, I'm quite Israel, sure that they do. You know, you oh, know this? No, Israel... You are in lockstep with Israel. If you oh, if yeah. you call yourself a European Jew and you move to Israel, or even if you're not in Israel and you're outside of it and you are a so-called practicing European Jew, you're in lockstep with what they're talking about. You are a Zionist. You support that. Now, granted, there are some that don't. But damn it, they, fought, they, they, they catch hell inside of Israel. You're going to support this. You're going to support it monetarily? Do you think Israel would allow a Supreme Court like they got here in America and Israel? No. Okay. No. And and, and, and if they did have one like that, don't you think Mossad would get rid of them? (laughs) The Secret Service? No doubt. Because, I mean, you know, the thing is this, is that that system dictates... And although this system dictates, but in a way that is deceptive, you know, the Supreme Court here has always uh, done something in the, to, the, uh, to the society and how the prevailing winds were dictate, you know. So that's why the Supreme Court supported segregation, Supreme Court su- supported our captivity, the Supreme Court supported the segregation separate but equal, all of these things, all of these negative things. So the Supreme Court has always done that. The Supreme Court does not have high ideas. The Supreme, and, and I don't give a damn, you got the sister on the Supreme Court, that don't mean a damn thing. Particularly oh, man, since, that don't mean nothing, man. I'm no. black asses too. Yeah, that don't mean a damn thing. Ain't nothing to be, you know, ain't nothing no, happy. happy about, we all happy I'm about this shit. We all happy about that thing. Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, I got, I got I got black women who get mad at me when I when I say that about her. But hey, listen, I don't respect no black woman who sleep with a Urugu. I don't give a damn who they are. There ain't a black woman in this world that I respect that sleep with now, a Urugu. Now, now listen, I had the, I, somebody was telling me the other day about the so-called leftist journalist Margaret Kimberly. 
Kimball or whatever the uh-huh. hell her name is. Um, she's been on Elliot show a couple of times. She got a Urugu husband. Uh-huh. I ain't got no damn respect for her either. I don't now, know. What is she, what, I don't now, what is she talking about? How, how she right? You know what I mean? What, I, what, I, got, I just want to understand it. Now, this uh-huh. is the thing that maybe you could help me or somebody could mm-hmm. call up and help me with this. How could you be so anti-white, so anti-establishment, but you open up your legs for that dog? Just explain that to me. I want to understand it because I don't understand it myself. Mm-hmm. You know, well, how could you be talking about the white man ain't no good, the white man that, the white man that, but you open up your legs for that yeah. white man? Here, here's you a good one for, for you. That white man, you Here, clean for that white man. Here's a good one, Jay. You, you, Jay. you do all those things. Jay, here's a good one for you. Travis Kelsey, who plays tight yeah. end for the Kansas City Chiefs, he had a sister, okay, Kayla somebody. He only gave her $100 during their time, five-year relationship. Travis Kelsey reportedly a single man again. He still got all his money, too, according to the person close to Travis, his former fiance Kayla. She and the NFL star are officially over, and this time it is for good. And no, it doesn't have anything to do with Travis cheating. It is everything to do with Travis being cheap. According to... Well, the question is, this is the only question. Did he pick up the tab and the thing is, did he just have no money? No, they went Dutch on everything. According to an article, in the five... She is. She only gave her $100. (laughs) He made her pay half the bills and said she couldn't cook. Kelsey's current contract pays him one of $14.3 million a year, $60 million total. And she explained Travis is very cheap. He tried to make her prove that she wasn't with him for his money. So he had, he oh, had he her to pay. Them. Man, he played the shit he, out of her. He, 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 everything he, can, today. he basically, he basically pimped her out. That's yeah. all. I but, feel, she, but she deserved it because she, and she that stupid. It's like a, 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 a ex-girlfriend being used to argue. This was years ago, maybe, maybe 25 years ago. Because I got, I got annoyed with her because I was saying, I, you know, you work. I work. I'm not picking up the tab all the time. I'm mm-hmm. picking up 80% of the time. But no, you gotta pick up. Right. You gotta pick right. up. Right, I agree. I agree. If, if, if we're in this you together, I mean? if if it, if it would really, it would really, I think what really made her mad was, I told her, you know, um, your sex is not worth the price I'm paying for this. You know, I, I mean, yeah. I shouldn't have said it. But I was young and stupid then. You well, know what I mean? No, well, I understand what you're saying, and that's, and that's true. I'd have finessed it better. You know what I mean? But the point is, you never go in a relationship and you always, because this is the thing, I don't know where it started from. I don't know how it came out there that the man has to pay all of the bills, that, you know, well, the woman just gets the ride. Because this is what a man is supposed to do. Nah, t- circumstances were different when your grandmother well, and your grandfather right. was. Well, that's up. the whole idea of this matri- of this. Job. That's the whole idea of this matriarchal, uh, uh, patriarchal society. This patriarchal society. Yeah. That's so. But let me. I got another call, Jay. Just hold on, okay, hey. my brother. All right. 
215-554-215-554. Good afternoon, my brother. How you doing? My brother, AB, my brother ABCT here. I know. That's my man, ABCT. That's right. Listen, brother, I want to I wanna talk about why there's no drop squad. And I'm going to explain it simply as this. Right on. First of all, I have witnessed and seen a few things, and I myself have reported it to the so-called police. I saw someone shoot someone. And they walked past me and looked at me as if they would shoot me. Mm-hmm. Now, I carry two weapons. I am proficient in firearms. I have certifications, first shooter. I have all that stuff. Now, first thing I did was make sure that the police knew who the person was and what had happened before any of this jumped off. Then I told the person, do you think I'm not going to call the police? You look at me as though you would kill me. Mm-hmm. So I went to court. I did what I was supposed to do. They changed the date. The police took me when I was on my way to work, locked me into a room down on North Board Street, took the knob off the door, didn't disregarded everything about me, read all my information out to all of his friends, and I didn't know anything about their friends. Those people had more rights than you do. So here I am. I'm perturbed. I'm like, well, let me speak to the head DA at the time. Speak to the head DA. I said, now, I called you about this person before. You didn't send one unit over. You didn't send nobody to back me up. I didn't hear one siren when those people came up to me. Four guys came up to me during the court case, looked me up and down. I opened up my jacket, showed both of my weapons, and said, make a move. Wow. They decided to scurry off, and they scurried off. I called them again. I said, listen, what's going on? They took me in the room again for another case that dragged on, took the doorknob off, disregarded my job. They do not care if you help them out. They read your information out. They will not respond if anything happens to you. So what I do is I come outside whenever there's an issue. I make myself known. I go up to the party, and I say, you need to take this shit off my block. And they say, you don't understand, old G. We savages. This is savage shit. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> savage? I'm like, you a savage? What the fuck you doing out here if you a savage? You're doing yeah. it to the wrong people. You're yeah. doing the wrong thing. I said, yeah. well, listen, I'm going to tell you that you need to go home and you need to pray. So they talked all this stuff, ran the alleyway and said, do you got a gun? And they hid behind their car, got out their cars and opened the doors and said, you better leave us alone. So what I did was I went to their parents and said, listen, I'm about to kill your kid. I said, it's unfortunate, but I need my piece on my block. I have children that's growing up. We do good things. I have programs I run. I reward children every year for what they do in school. I help them go all the way through college, monetarily, whatever their parents can't do, buy them clothes, and I talk to the youth. I'm not afraid. That's the problem. Most of us are afraid. Right, that's true. They're afraid, highly afraid. Yes. So I come out and I deal with their problems. Two people came to me because drug dealers were after them. I went to the drug dealer and said, how much do they owe you? This one's mine. And I said, the spot you're standing on, someone died in. And I know because I used to be on the streets. Mm. So I said, you have no life here. And I said, I need to take them. And they let them go. And those kids went on to prosper and now have very good jobs. And when I see them, they thank me thankfully. If people took the time to not be afraid and run in the house and lock their doors and make sure nobody's sitting on their Mercedes Benz, it would be a lot easier. So we need more men. God bless you, brother. And I'd like to thank you 
and the time time for an awakening uh supportive cast everything that they're doing you having this show i didn't get a chance to do that before it's very important and i'm grateful to have to you to allow me to have well to express myself oh brother believe me i appreciate you dear brother believe hey abct on the case man Uh, you know what god bless you. you too have a blessed and wonderful weekend okay you All right, too. my brother. All peace right, to you, man. That's deep, and and the, and the thing and the thing is is that um, he saw it happen. He reported it, and that's brothers. There is this is a deeply criminal injustice system. It is a deeply criminal injustice system, and this system is about, you know, and I'll tell you all the time: individualism, materialism, greed, and violence. That's why there is no justice in this system. Every man, woman, and child for themselves is a gun. <laughs> in fact, my boy Teju sent this out. You know, he says, let's take a moment to honor the sacrifice of our brave school children who laid down their lives to protect our rights to bear arms. I know, it's satirical. You know, it's, yeah. Our right, our right to bear arms laid down lives so that we have a right to bear arms. In fact, that whole right to bear arms was co-opted. It was for the former militia. It didn't say that you have every every man in this country has a right to go get a gun. It says you are for form a militia and that they be certified either by the state, county, whatever they be certified. But they, but somehow they twisted it, and of course the National Rifle Association and the gun manufacturers. That's why the, and the Republicans are deep in the pocket, are deep into the pockets of the uh, National Rifle Association. Republicans are deep, and they're still going to have that convention this weekend, in spite of here in Texas, of what has happened because they can't pass logical, rational gun legislation in other countries when something like this has happened. I mean, they go deep. They confiscate. They, they do buybacks. If they, don't, if they can't do buybacks, I'm, I bet you they confiscate. And yet, over 227 mass shootings, 27 school shootings, 227 mass shootings. What is this, May? And and now this upcoming, the summer months? Oh, Chicago. Oh, this week, this is the Labor Day week, uh, Memorial Day weekend. Starting today. Let's say it started yesterday. And it ends Tuesday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, five days. I bet you're going to have damn near 100 people shot with about 10, 15 dead, if not more. It's crazy. It's insanity. I, oh, man. <coughs> Excuse me. Man, it's crazy, brothers and sisters. It's crazy. Thank that brother. He's been listening and been calling in. I'm glad. <coughs> Excuse me, family. Beto O'Rourke. Pero, 
Beto O'Rourke jumped out there on the governor. I loved it. And all his buddies stood up. The old crippled mayor of the town of, he Caucasian. Ain't no Latino. He Caucasian, old dude. And jumped in Beto O'Rourke. They, they wanted to beat Beto O'Rourke's ass, you know. But Beto O'Rourke told him, this is your fault. And look, continue it happen. That's the same thing I said when they had me speak when that when that little girl got, got shot at. I said, this will happen again and again. Because why? They're not going to do anything about guns. They're not even going to try to make it harder to get guns. Background checks. They're not. This will die down. Many, many have already forgot about Buffalo because of Texas. It'll continue to happen. So it's going to be deep when that, uh, that race comes up towards the end of the year in November. Because uh, that governor is an asshole to begin with. I knew that from Jump Street with his crippled ass. But of course, Beto O'Rourke has been a little flaky himself, so I don't know how successful he's going to be in this endeavor, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, the NBA last night, Golden State Warriors knocked off fat ass Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks with his whining ass, you know, no playing D. And they supposed to be one. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's a young dude. He's only 23 years old. So he can, you know, get better. He will get better. But will he get better overall in terms of defense, rebounding, and so forth? Who knows? Let's see. You know, better cast around him. Who knows? Let's see. But uh, Golden State Warriors are back in, and I hope it's – well, it's going to be Boston because Boston's going to beat Miami. Miami's, unfortunately, you know. Unknown caller, unknown caller, good afternoon. Unknown caller. Hello. Greetings, Father O.C. Hello, how are you? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Go ahead. Yes, hello, greetings. Enjoying your program as usual. Appreciate all your revolutionary work. And um, I was I was agreeing with you um, when you said, uh, when you made the statement, uh, you know, they forgetting about um, – what happened with our ten brothers and sisters that got shot down yeah. in Buffalo? Yeah, and before that, they had forgot about our brother from the Congo that just got, uh, you know, the the police uh, just uh, massacred and shot him in the back of his head. Mm. Okay, just because he was driving while black. Okay, so that that I mean, because that was a real great infraction. People mm. were up in arms about that, but you know that got that's getting uh you know not mm-hmm. addressed and then the same situation that we just uh said yeah. and um it, and and this this issue with the uh, the I guess it was 22 or 20 children that got uh murdered uh by the, the this uh mm-hmm. beast out there I, I, and what's so one of the more one of the horrendous factors about it is that um, the police just stood out there. Yeah, you know, they're gonna stand out there yeah. for an hour. And I, I assert that they were doing that because those was not white children. Well, I they mean, they were white. They was like mostly Mexican. 
Well, they were all Mexican, but uh, I so was. Then I think that they would have had a different reaction mm-hmm. if it would have been 20 white kids. I don't believe those police would have well, just been well, let me standing say this, out if there it, it, let me and say not this. doing anything. So it's just, you know, they just manifesting and, um, you know, perpetrating their racism there. Well, let me just say this, and I understand what you're saying, and, and, and I'm glad that you called, and, and I hope everything was well with you, but I understand what you're saying, but that's what happened in um, in Florida. The police just stood out there until more police came to be for reinforcements, and then they then they made a move. But by that what, time, what about Florida? When in Florida, the, the the school shooting in Florida, the oh, same thing. <laughs> when was that? One? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, what was that? Um, it was on Valentine's Day, February fourteenth, about four years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Can't think of the name of the school, but. You know, that's the same thing that happened there. Bottom line is there are some of those who are in law enforcement, if if, if uh, they don't have the backup, they're not going to make a move. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the that's the thing. They're not as heroic as they should be in, in their training. And so from some are old, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're still hanging on onto on a job and they might be 50, 60 some years old out of shape, you know. And so they were looking for, you know, that kind of backup. And, yeah, and, they, they don't get a pass. Right. No, <laughs> no, no. Nobody I mean, should get a pass. She should be ready for to perform. Damn hour, right. And then, right. And then you go in and then they say they run out because it's, a, it's a, one white boy with a, um, what mm-hmm. did he have, an AK? Right, whatever uh, he had. He had two assault rifles, yeah, automatic so, assault rifles. You get, and then you just got paid. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they had put, put in all this money to have security. And then the person that was supposed to be on security, they, the, the, the officer that's supposed to be the, the security officer there, first they said he was there and did something heroic. Mm-hmm. And then they turned around later on in line and said he wasn't even there to, right. you know, the first line action. So it just all sounds like a, uh, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's, it's Well, pretty, let's just say um, this. It, it's unfortunate because, uh, because they didn't act and because there was a door open on the backside of the school that this guy mm-hmm. could get into. He didn't come to the front door. You know, he didn't get checked it didn't go through a metal detector he he slid through the back door that was open and and in the school uh room door uh, that was a, mm-hmm. that was connected to another room was also open he closed yeah, that they door lying and conniving too because first they said he was all in one he ran by the way to one room and shot all 20 of the kids at one time then the next day they said oh actually it was in four rooms yeah. i mean they just this is deceitfulness well, of it right. and the lying and the conniving and right. i feel like the, you know and, and the cowardly act but i really so in florida was was they white children or were they mexicans over there too that they yeah. didn't uh react to yeah you're right so it's a damn shame uh-huh. I'm sorry, what'd you say? No, I, I said, you, you said, because I was saying I think a, a, ma- a major factor was that these were not, these weren't white children. And I was oh. saying I think the police would have acted differently. Right, I know if, you said that at the first, and I'm, what I was saying is that even though they were Caucasian children at uh, at the school in, in, in Florida, you know, oh, four or five okay, years ago. Those, those yeah, four or five years ago. Yeah, oh, yeah, them. all of them, you know. Oh, I thought there was Mexicans there. No, so no, 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 okay. uh-uh. And, and and so, um, you know, they didn't act right away. Number one, they didn't have the personnel at the time. And I'm quite sure when those guys came on the scene and then there were shots being fired at them, which kept them somewhat, I, I would say, at bay. But the bottom line is, is that, you know, 
they didn't have the mechanism and nor did they have the security to make those children and to keep those children, you know, safe. The yeah, government was allowed. We, we, I, yeah. The government was allowed to come into the school. No pass. No. Me, and I, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, I mean, and then they 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 supposed to have training for this. They got all these millions of dollars. I heard for this to protect. Sure. And they just, you know, sure. seem like in fact, be just the irony for our while the children the, getting shot down, right. and then it was being mis, mistreating the parents. The parents was right. oh, trying of course. to save the children. Be, they stopped them, the parents. And no, the they the had parents. to. Let me that say this. They had to. Wicked. I mean, no, they had to. They had to. They the police. If they didn't make the movie inside, they had to secure that scene outside. They can't have that kind of chaos. They had to. Mm-hmm. Being a former firefighter, you got to make sure that the scene is safe and secure. It, it wasn't safe. It's, they just standing out there, and the children getting well, killed. The, the no, children with the getting ch- murdered, and the parents said, "Let me go right, try to save my children." And they knocking the, the parents down. Right, Hazabia. Hazabia. What I'm saying is. They had to mm-hmm. control that situation outside. No, you can't give a parent a gun and let the child. I mean, even though my baby's in it, I got to go. No, you can't do that. It's just unfortunate, you know. So, so just stand out there, I'll let your children get slaughtered. I know. And then, Sad. Uh, curse out the, the parents and and, yeah. and throw them down. Knock it, 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 well, my contention is you've seen what happened, documented, and, you, and of course you sue. You sue. Yeah, you sue, but that don't take care of your babies. And then wait. Your baby might be dead anyway, baby. Yeah. 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 Your baby might be. Your baby might be dead. Your baby might be dead, and so will you. And so you will. So will you. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be dying trying to save my baby. I know that's right. I know that's an instinct. That's a parental. That's a parental instinct. And that's the right thing to just be standing out there. But but I can't. But hold on, hold on, hold on, sister. Hold on, you know. Hold on, I can't let you. Whatever. And then the children bleeding. You know, because it was reported that if they could have got to the children sooner, you know, they could have, you know, had some medical treatment, not just bleed to death. No. I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I clearly do. I understand the empathy and the sympathy of what you're saying. And the outrage. You know, and you know, no, I feel your outrage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but somebody, you can't do that. You gotta control the scene. You know. Well, do you as, think as, the as, action was appropriate? What do you think of how they handled this? Oh, this? terrible. Oh, terrible. Okay. Terrible. Somebody should have been nobody and you know what it was, sister? Nobody really was in control. And all those guys with those big ass hats on and shit. None of them <laughs> they was, were they were about nothing. You know, they they, none of them was in control, you know. And the governor, he should, he should be fired. Lying, so forth. They should be fired. They they allowed those kids, those little those little children, to be murdered. Slaughtered, right? Yeah, they allowed it to happen. You know, the same way that dude went in, the the the, the attack squad. Those police officers should have went in. But of yeah, course, that's, that's but, 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 but of course, but of course, they did not want to lose their lives. And, and you, 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 so, hold on, hold on, hold on. Whatever that yeah. your, your response is supposed to be immediate. Right. And so, of the number you have, you go immediately in and charge in, not go run around and stand out there for an hour waiting for somebody else. I to agree. Come. It should have been immediate. It should have attacked that situation. But they did not want to put themselves in harm's way. They didn't understand what that man had and, and what to do. And so, you know, it's the same thing that happened. Uh, what is that uh, that down in Florida at school? Down in Florida, that uh, situation happened. Some of y'all listening might remember it. But, uh, you know, anyway. So, okay, my sister. <laughs> 
I got a few more little things I want to talk about here. Okay, yeah. All right. I, but I, I still think that if they was white, I think they would have had a bigger impetus to, to uh, try to protect those children. I do. I think the white officers would have had more impetus well, to, I mean, to it, that's, be gallant and, and protect do more than what they did, which let was me, let me say know, this. very little. Let me say this. You're right. And if, and if the assailant, the, the, the person with the gun, was an American African, just oh. want to kill some white folks, I would agree with you even more wholeheartedly, okay? Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, he went into a school uh, uh, with some white kids and got to shoot these kids off. Believe me, he would not have been arrested. You know, he would have been shot on the spot. He would have been riddled. So anyway, all right, Mr. Via. I appreciate it. Yeah, you. he was riddled. This, this particular one after an hour yeah. and a half. Oh, I see what you said. Right away yeah. would it happen. Right, absolutely. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. All right, my sister. All right, my brother. All right, peace to you. Have a good have a good weekend. Get a chance to go to some of those uh, African Liberation Day programs. Yes, out there. Okay. All right, peace to you. I'll be for you. Be for you. Be for you. All right. Uh, here's <laughs> another one I just talked about with um, um, uh, Kelsey and doing his sister, doing that sister the way he did. De Niro's estranged wife won't get half of his acting income appeals court rule. That's right. Grace Hightower will not get half Robert De Niro's money after their divorce. <laughs> yeah. If she was Caucasian, she would have. They, they denied her. I mean, y'all, it's their world, man. It's their world. Oh, here's, a, here's one I'm on a note of. I was mentioning about basketball. Yeah, little brother Teju. Teju sent another one out. Our government is bold enough to force you to have a kid, but too weak to ensure they make <laughs> it a <it> recess. <laughs> Our government is bold. Yes. High Tide got enough of De Niro's money, man. Who? I'm sorry, Jay. Go ahead. How Tyler got enough of um, De Niro's money, man. This was the second time that um, they got married. The first divorce, she got like $100 million. Oh, The second man. one, he had well, the good I, enough sense, I guess. Yeah, well, then that's the to, case. Um, I, I don't know the dynamics, though, but good. Good. So, Hightower, there you, with your, there you go with your greedy ass. So. But here's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but here my brother Teju yeah, said, yeah. I, "Hold on, hold on, you Jason." Know, the Negro, the Negro love, love De Niro now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I like De Niro. You know, I like De Niro. You know, because you know he likes the black woman, so that's yeah, well, that's the perfect excuse yeah. for the Negro to love him. Well, no, I, I I like him as an actor, like Pacino and some other actors. Not really. I mean, do I really like? No, <laughs> you know. They part and parcel of this whole bullshit, this whole system, and the images that they create. But but here, the brother said, our government is bold enough to force you to have a kid, but too weak to ensure they make it to recess alive. (laughs) Yeah, man, I tell you. Them cops cops were pure punks. Yeah. But if they were white babies, it'd have been a different story. Well, that's what the sister was saying. That's what Sister Abia was saying, is that if there was Caucasians in there, it would have been a different story. And I, I'm not going to dispute that. I'm not going to say that, you know, although, uh, what was that school in Florida? Uh, 
man, I can't think of that school in Florida. But um, with, a, with a number of students, you know, and the fact that they uh, arrested that dude that did it. They found him walking away from it and arrested him. They didn't shoot him either, but he killed a number of people. Uh, yeah, now lastly, oh, I'm looking for Golden State to win it all. I'm hoping they win it all. It's I do too. Be I do too, because I hate Boston. But listen, yeah. so so as I was thumbing through this, yesterday was the 20th anniversary, <laughs> the 20th anniversary, 20, uh, uh, May 26, 2002, uh, when Robert Ory busted that jumper over Chris Webber as time expired for the Lakers to beat the Sacramento Kings. You know, that's my boy, Big Shot Rob. Now listen, I hate when I heard people call him Bob. They never said Bob Ory. His name was Robert Ory. He was Big Shot Rob, not no damn Big Shot Bob, okay? And he did this many times. He has seven championships. Parkland. Park, man, why couldn't I think of Parkland? Thank you, dear brother. And that's Brother Ralph who's listening. I appreciate you, Ralph. You know it, man. Damn, Ralph, you caught a lot of fish, dude. You having a fish? Hey, hey, Jay. Yeah. Ralph's got plenty fish, man. <laughs> Ralph, I bet wow. you Ralph caught over 100 fish. Yeah, he was on the, you know, uh, big ones too, man. I, they know little, like little crappies and stuff like that. You know some big fish, man. Man, what? Hey, hey, uh, uh, Ralph, what kind of fish were those, man? Because I mean, they and they look good too. <laughs> man, a fisherman. And, and and where was it? Is that is was that in Pennsylvania you went, or someplace else, in the Philadelphia area? Man, them man, some big fish. But anyway, man, I got to get ready to get out of here, Jay. And hold, oh, let me see if this person wants to call. 631, 631. Good afternoon. 631, 608, 631, 608. Good afternoon. Okay, just listening. All right. Well, Jay, I hope you have a good weekend, man. I hope you get a chance to do with the things that you want to do. I hope you, if there's some uh, African Liberate Day activities. Sea bass. Um. Uh, I got a, a barbecue tomorrow. Sea bass. Man, a lot of them in mass. Is that a good, I, I never heard of, I don't remember ever eating sea bass. I know I heard bass fishing is good eating. But uh, man, Ralph did it. I mean, Ralph caught, Ralph caught over 100 fish, man. <laughs> Way to go, brother. Well, brothers and sisters, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. Brothers and sisters, we are at war and we have been warred upon. And the only, we gonna, only way we can get out of this is that we change our minds that we begin to infuse ourselves with knowledge of who we are and respect and love for one another. Our minds. You know? Brothers and sisters, you have a great weekend. Shemhotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. 
Bibi Fahorie. Bibi Fahorie means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, when we come together, when we have the understanding of who we are and the strength of who we are, we will be victorious. You have a good, great, and wonderful weekend, family. Peace.